Hey there, word wizards, and welcome to this episode of Am I Right Podcast. I am your host, Sheridan Sharp, and I'm excited to bring you insights from authors, editors, and agents from around the globe. Because while we write alone, writing doesn't have to be solitary. Am I right? Hey there, word wizards. I am back at you this week with the honest Q&A. We started a couple of weeks ago, and part two is going to be about beta reading. But you know, I've also been looking at some things this week, and we're getting into the season of queries and the season of really cracking down on our manuscripts. And and we're going to be inside a lot more. It's getting colder for those of us who are in those cold months. And I think we also need to talk about what we need to focus on uh, with our beta readers so that we can utilize them rather than just having something to fill a time that's not very effective in the process. So I want to start out with saying that beta reading is not a bad thing and it's not necessarily a good thing if you don't use it the right way. And I've been on my own beta reading kind of journey trying to figure out what that means, what it, you know, how it can be helpful. But for those of you who are new to writing, beta reading is just when you get people that you trust to give you feedback and then they read your manuscript, usually in batches of five to ten people, and just give you input on it. And the first thing that I've noticed with beta reading is that a lot of the time people look for beta readers because they're looking for a cheerleader or someone to kind of validate these insecure feelings that they're having about whether or not they could be a good writer. They want to hear that story is really good, which if you're a writer, I'm sure it probably is. And you'll probably hear that and you need the positive with the negative or else we wouldn't want to be in this industry at all. But a beta reader is not someone that you just want to give you good feedback on. And that's why people hesitate, including agents that I've listened to, to tell you to have family be your beta reader because they're going to be worried about your feelings. Also, you're emotionally connected to them. It matters to you. I don't let my mom read my manuscript and it drives her crazy. And the reason that I don't do that is because I know I value her opinion too much. And I don't know that I could objectively look at her feedback and be able to dissect it and understand what was wrong with the manuscript instead of connecting it to, oh my gosh, should I even be doing this right now? My sister, on the other hand, I do have her read occasionally pieces from my manuscript and especially my query letters. And that has been a refining process that we both have had to learn how to communicate with each other on because Sam, my sister, is not a writer. She's a reader. She loves a good story. She loves film, which I'll talk about later. She loves TV series that evoke emotion. And she's all for reading something new and fun, but she's not going to be able to tell you, you know, I think the pacing here and here has a bit of a hole and I don't know about your characterization in chapter four. And if that's what you're looking for, then you're probably investing too much into your beta readers. I've also noticed people who want a beta reader or a group of beta readers because they're not really sure where to go next. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I've done that before. But if you're not coming at it with a purpose other than, well, I guess I'll like see what they think about it and then kind of fix those things, you're going to be kind of floundering in the same place by the time this is over. So the first thing that you need to know about beta reading is that your manuscript be ready for them before, that it's complete that your ideas are as concise as you can get them at the moment and that you may even have some spots that you're wondering that may that might need to be confirmed to you that aren't working. And usually you know those things in your head, you know yourself. 
And there's places that you suspect, but you don't do anything to because you're not sure. Or maybe you're a little scared to change and that's okay. That's normal. It's part of being human and creative and the beta readers can help point that out. So finding beta readers, let's talk about that. Uh, I, I mentioned family. That's not necessarily taboo, but you do need to be careful. You know yourself. You know how you accept feedback. You know why you're asking. And we'll talk more about why you ask people to read. Uh, but one thing that I remember from a long time ago, I, I contacted one of my writer friends and she has two published books. They're lovely. She's working on her third. And I'm like, how do you just find people that are, you know, going to be good at giving you feedback that aren't just going to give you, you know, a man with too many watches, too much advice for one script. And she said, you know, I don't look for writers. I look for people. I don't even look for readers, she said, which surprised me. She said, I look for people who love story. I look for people who binge watch Netflix series because they just can't get enough of what's going on, who, you know, are invested in the drama or love certain characters. I look for people who are fangirls to other pe other pieces of work and people who watch movies, people who maybe even listen to crime podcasts. Those are the kind of people that she's looking for. So she had somebody from her job, her corporate job reading it, who has no background even remotely in writing and reads a very specific genre but her book was within that genre and that person gave her excellent feedback so finding people is less stressful than it needs to be i think people are usually pretty willing to read what you have to give them if you give it to them in a concise way and give them enough time to give you feedback on it and don't expect too much out of them also don't you know don't tell them that they're just reading this to tell you it's good. So if you don't have people in mind, uh, there are writing communities all over this internet. There are places on social media. I'm a part of several writing groups on Facebook. There are places in podcasts, people who want to be more involved in it. You can even look up, like I'm looking specifically for beta readers. Where can I find them? And I can guarantee you'll find places where people are willing to read. And if you can find a community to join, that's the best place to get beta readers from because you've got people who will look at it objectively, who don't quite have as much of an emotional attachment, but who also will be honest with you because that's what they would want if you were to read their book. And that's the other thing about beta reading. If you're going to ask somebody to spend however many hours it takes to read your work in progress, because it is a work in progress and there are going to be places where they're going, what the heck are they doing right here? Then you need to be willing to pay it back. So if they ask you to read theirs, be ready for that or be ready to try to give them a little bit of value. That's what this podcast is about, helping each other out, helping to uplift each other and ex not expect anything out of each other, but expect to give to each other. So let's talk about now what we need to ask our beta readers to do. So You've got this manuscript, you send it to them, you say, yeah, take a couple months, read this. Tell me what you think about it. They're going to be like, okay, and then they're going to read it and be like, yeah, it's pretty good. You know, and that's not quite enough instruction. I think a lot of people like details, especially readers. They want to know, okay, what am I looking for? But don't make the mistake that I made, which I've seen other people do this as well. I've received, you know, documents and things like this. I made a whole document for my beta readers at the beginning. It was sort of like a newsletter. And it outlined a lot of things that they could look for in the manuscript uh, issues to kind of keep their mind out for, which is okay to get them in the mindset. But then it continued on, continued to talk about how this is not a finished work in progress, so please give it grace, but understand that I'm looking for issues. And it wasn't very concise. It wasn't very short. And I think it kind of scared some of them away, to be honest. 
I was uh, hesitant to have beta readers. I didn't quite know what I was doing, but I knew I wanted other people to look at it. And I did have somebody come back to me and say, you know what? I don't know if I can do this after they read kind of my my heart poured out to them on this document. And I said, that's okay. And they totally let them go. But the point is, instead of saying, hey, could you look for, you know, times where there was passive tense that you felt was really annoying or uh what what about this character annoyed you i mean i guess you could ask that but you're giving them some pretty broad topics instead let's do let's try a different thing let's try to help them take it page by page this is something that came from uh one of the wonderful resources that we got from annalisa sumea from a couple weeks ago and she is a head editor in the writing gym and she's also the host of the writing gym podcast there's a freebie on the episode that i had with her that you have absolutely got to go look at if you haven't yet and it will tell you from agents what turned them off about most people's manuscripts what what they look for what makes them jump up and down and it's insanely valuable so you need to go look at it but anyway i was i was listening to one of the episodes today and Something the agent said, and it was really just sticking with me. Give them a physical copy and have them draw a vertical line down the page that they're reading. And if for any reason that person stops, draw a horizontal line right where they stopped and then continue. And they don't need to explain why. They don't need to collaborate on, oh, I was thinking about dinner. Or, oh, I I need to go to the store for that. That reminds me. Whatever they're thinking of whatever has caused them to drift off whether it's your story or their own thoughts there's a reason for that there's a reason the pacing has slowed down something has broken down in the characterization the dialogue whatever is happening at the time and you'll have a physical marker there of where it's getting a little bit slow and i bet you if you go back and read it after especially others confirming it you'll know why another thing that he mentions is that Agents are good at finding blood in the water, but they're not good at telling you exactly where it's coming from. So they might say on chapter nine, this paragraph needs to be rewritten. And you'll say, no, it's not just that paragraph, because if I rewrite this paragraph, then I have to go back and fix context from chapters one, two, and six. And they'll say, okay, well, if that's what you need to do, you need to do it. And the point here is that it's your job to identify where the problem is rooting from. It's a reader's job to be able to read it easily and a beta reader's job to be able to identify, "Mm, you lost me here. And that's what they have to say. That's all they have to say. This just lost me. And if they don't know why, it's your job to find the antidote, not theirs. And so that's where over-expecting from beta readers comes from. Sometimes beta readers will give you suggestions. I think some of the suggestions that I've gotten have been wonderful, but there's also been multiple suggestions for the same place that's lacking. And then you're, again, that man with two watches or three watches or six watches or ten watches where you're like, ah, I don't know which one of these is the right solution. And that's where it's your job to bring your voice back, to bring your original story's purpose back and really try to drive that forward. So how do we drive it forward? How do we make sure that our beta readers, our future agent readers are not drawing those little slanted lines? Well, this is where we get into all kinds of craft. And I can't tell you from personal experience what the best advice is because All of our manuscripts are different. All of our situations are different. But also, I'm also working on my queries and my manuscript alongside you. That's part of why I have this podcast. I love to continue to learn from those who have excelled and succeeded in this craft. So here's what I'll tell you from that 
podcast with Annalisa, something that you can always look for. If you're feeling like you're floundering, if you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready for beta readers or not, let's just make sure the characters are driving the story for at least the first 20 to 30 pages. So we're talking about, do you start it? And then it immediately reflects back. And she had been wondering about him all day. And she was thinking about this. Are they in a moment of crisis immediately? And if so, what do they want? What are they going for in that scene? What about the next paragraph? What are they aiming for? Are they taking action to try to achieve that goal? And if you're looking for more specific examples, go and listen to that specific podcast episode. I'll put it in the notes, the show notes. But the point here is read it as a reader and see if there are places where it really doesn't feel like it's moving forward. And if it is moving forward, make sure that the character is physically pushing that plot forward, right? We don't care so much if they're just moseying about and the plot is doing things to them. They're like, oh, I don't know what's going on. No, we want them to have a goal. They always have a goal. People have a goal. I have a goal right now. I have a goal to finish this podcast so that I can go and read five pages of my book that I just got. You know what I mean? There, even if it's a small motivation, there's motivations. And that's when the readers will come along for the ride. So I'm going to stop there because we could dive all into stakes. And I did say this one was about beta reading. That's the point that I have for you. Uh, another note on my sister. I used to ask her for more specifics. She'd say, I don't really like this part of your query. I'd say, why? And she'd say, I don't know. And I'd say, well, was it the verbiage? Do you feel like that was confusing? She's like, well, yeah, it was kind of confusing when I came across it. But I don't know. I just got a weird feeling about it. So I'd say, okay, thanks for that you know, helpful advice. And I'd go back and kind of try to fix it. Uh, but I did kind of drill her a little bit. Now, I recently sent her a three-line query pitch, basically. And uh, there's a you know a little competition thing coming up that I'm preparing for. And she said immediately, okay, this sentence I didn't like. Right here is where it got awkward for me. I think you need to change it. And she was very honest about it. And she just said, and that's the problem. She didn't try to tell me what you know, her reasoning behind it or why it was different from things she had read. And she said, you know, I've just learned with you that you're asking for me to tell it to you straight and I need to not worry about hurting your feelings and also just tell you what's wrong. And I don't have to tell you why. And I was so relieved because we had finally come to a point where in our communication, I hadn't been asking her to tell me why and tell me how and tell me, you know what I mean? It's not her job to remedy that. It's her job to tell me that it's bleeding. And then I'm telling her where it's bleeding and figuring out why. So keep that in mind. I hope this is helpful to you. Hopefully uh, you've been kind of following the show and getting the resources. If you don't have something to bounce your ideas off of, by the way, you can always bounce it off of AI. How do I bounce off my ideas to with AI? Well, I have an episode about that with Laura Pensatencio, not that long ago in this season, who talks about how you can utilize something as simple as chat GPT. It doesn't have to be like a crazy platform of AI to help kind of develop your thoughts better and basically have a conversation with yourself. So try that out. Go back and listen to those episodes and we'll have more excellent guests coming on the show soon. We'll talk more about craft with them and their successes. But until then, I hope you're continuing to write. I hope you're continuing to find joy in the unique creator that you are. And I hope that you will continue to write on, Word Wizards. Can you see ways to improve your writing process already? Thanks for joining us on this excellent episode of Am I Right? For more information about the podcast, guests, or upcoming episodes, follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Right on, Word Wizards!